Welcome back, Clocks on the Stove, episode 114. We got a big, big, big UFC card this weekend. UFC 296, Leon Edwards defending his welterweight title of the world versus Colby Covington in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Our co-main event, another world title at the flyweight. Alexander Pantoja will be defending his belt. I believe, is this, this is his first defense, I think, versus Brandon Roval. Royal. Royal. Or just Royal. I don't know. I don't know, but I think this is uh, Pantoja's first defense. Yeah, it is. Um, another interesting fact. This is the last uh, pay-per-view of the year. So, uh, might be the last card of the year, too, to be actually completely honest. Yeah, it's the last card of the year. Uh, banger of a card. Before we dive into it, it wouldn't be a big UFC card if it wasn't for something bad happening, Zach. You know? Yeah. And something bad has happened. Ian Gary was supposed to fight teammate Vicente Luque on the main card. And Ian Gary is pulled out because of pneumonia. Now, as you know, or if you don't know, Ian Gary has been the talk of MMA world for the past month. Okay? And a lot of interesting things have come out about Ian Gary. Um, first, his wife has been in sports media for a very long time and has hung out and been seen in public and in photos with a lot of high-caliber athletes and more in particular, fighters. Mm. Ian Gary is one of the youngest fighters on the UFC roster. He is, I believe, 26, maybe 27. He might even be 25, but I think he's 26. His wife is 40. Nice. That's a lot. That's a big difference, you know? Um. Also, his wife, this is factual. Everything I've stated so far is not opinionated. This is factual. His wife wrote a book that you can find on Amazon called How to Be a Wag, which is basically how to trick a wealthy person into marrying you. And I, she thought wag, I thought wag stands for wife and girlfriend. Yeah. So, well, the book is is on how to get an athlete. Yeah, maybe it is what that is. But uh, the the book is on how to marry an athlete, like how to get an athlete to like marry you. And Dylan Dennis posted DMs with her that she slid in his DMs a long time ago. There's a lot going on with Ian Gary. A lot of people coming out calling him an asshole. Uh, Neil Magny talks about how he's fighting for custody for his kids, and he made him look like like you know like a bad guy. Um, there's a lot. No one's really been on the Ian Gary side, and then he he already came out and was like, I don't know, um, I don't know if I'm gonna beat the media pressure. I don't know if it feels safe for my family. Um, and then he doesn't go and everyone's like, oh, well, we saw this coming. Like this guy's, this guy's a, you know, he's a softy and backs out of the whole fight altogether because of pneumonia. Mm. Um, take it as you want, but the, uh, MMA world has definitely became a big Ian Gary hater and he is not getting any love for this pneumonia incident. Yeah, well, Ian Gary, first of all, the fact that he tried to put his own stamp on himself saying like he was the next McGregor, McGregor would McGregor would never miss a media day in his entire life. Never. Ever. He could he have was, pneumonia. Yeah, he could have pneumonia and he'd still be at that presser. I can promise you that. Um, but look, here's the thing. Dana did 
confirmed that he had not only pneumonia, but the flu as well. So apparently he had both. Apparently he had the flu first and then it turned into pneumonia. All right. Mm, damn, that's crazy. But I don't even like care that much because the thing that really stood out to me is if they do reschedule this fight, let's say for the next fight card, he's going to have to be on Sean Strickland's fight card. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Sean Strickland is going to absolutely destroy this man on an open mic. If he ever shows up, Sean Strickland will like make sure, because this is honestly where it all started. Sean Strickland released that video where he was pretty much saying like, Ian, I'm not like mad at you. He's like, I think you're a victim. He goes, he goes, it's not your fault. You fell into some pussy that was a little too good for you. <laughs> now a succubus has taken over your life. He goes, I'm sorry. And then he started like, first of all, the fact that the first information I feel like anyone found out about Ian Gary was, oh, he took his wife's last name instead of his wife taking his. And then you're like, hmm, interesting move, but you do you. Then you find out that your wife's ex-husband is your nutritionist and he has you on a vegan diet. Mm, interesting. And then, the last name is- And his, it's his last name. Yeah. It's his last name. And, and then you find out they all live together. Yeah. Yeah. Like now you're starting to get a clearer picture here. Things start falling into place. I think Gary has his wife's ex-husband's last name. His wife's ex-husband lives in his house and is his vegan nutritionist. Ain't no recovering from that one. All Ian Gary had to do was not talk shit. And nobody would have dug this deep. But when you talk that much, honestly, you kind of got to give props to Colby. Because like people have definitely been digging to find stuff on him. And I haven't seen anything like big pop up yet. Nothing. Yeah. Like even McGregor had stuff. It's Cause up. he know it's cause it's cause Colby knows he goes, he goes, I know people are out to get me. Like I have to be like perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Like I think he yeah. knows that pretty well. The problem with Ian Gary is he just, he's a kid, bro. He's a kid. Yeah. Nah, nah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now that we're talking about it, that is, that is crazy. I, Cause Whenever somebody gets big in any sport, something comes out, especially when they're when they talk a lot of smack. Yeah. And nothing LeBron James. Unless yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. But LeBron, yeah, but <laughs> nothing has came out on Colby. And you know there's so many people definitely looking. Um, but there's a rumor. So this gets announced. Kevin Holland is all for it. He's all for it. He's like, give me it. I want it. Let's bang. Let's fight. Let's do this. And he wants it at 180. Vincente Luque was like, I don't know. And then he was like, all right, fine. I'll take it. From my knowledge, the UFC would have done it like 24 hours before weigh-ins, and they did not publicly. But there is a chance that they could just sneakily brought Kevin Holland. Look, this is, this is all I'll say. If they were able to pull the switcheroo with Kevin Holland and Hamza and Nate Diaz – and I forgot who he, who else he fought. Tony. And Tony, what are we doing? Like we and the fact that Dana was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like that's never happened. First of all, Hamza already came out and said pretty much that like I was forced to make like miss weight. Got caught slipping up saying that you had to, you had to go to social media and be like address like the rumors. Like if you would have not addressed the rumors, I feel like you kind of would have gotten away with it a little bit. But because you came out, we're like. If you think any of us were able to get a deal in less than 24 hours and like forcing guys to miss weight, like you're out of your fucking mind. Like, like 
the pieces don't fall into place that easily, brother. <laughs> it really, I don't think it works as easy as you say it does. But regardless, I think at any given point, dude, they could just do it WWE style. Like Kevin Holland could literally show up and just walk out and be like, yeah, sorry, we didn't have a, a fight tonight. So we're going to let so-and-so speak or whatever, like do his call outs. And then Kevin Holland just like has a huge grand entrance. They play his theme song and he just comes and fights. Like, I feel like that would, be sick. that would be sick. Yeah. But then it'd be the WWE at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It would. But I was telling Zach this earlier, you got to give the BMF belt to Kevin Holland. And, and I would say the, the runner up is Bobby green. They fight anybody on any given notice, dude. Like that's like, that's straight up gang. Like that's a fighter. That's not an athlete. That's a gangster, bro. Like they will fight any cowboy used to do that. The Diaz brothers are known for that too. Like, they don't care who it is or what we'll fucking fight, man. You know, like they're just they're down for it. Um, I would love to see Kevin Holland do it. I doubt I don't think it happens. I doubt it happens. Yeah. Nah. Um is there any other news? No, nah, I was gonna dive into the card. Yeah, honestly, let's just get right to it. Honestly, let's dive into our card, UFC 296, Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington, Saturday night, December 16th. Uh, let's give a special shout out, dude. Second fight on the whole card of the opening prelims: Andre Feely versus Lucas Almeida. That's a banger of a fight, dude. It's a banger of a fight. Lucas Almeida, fourteen and two. Um, you have Andre Feely. He's from um, he's from uh, Uri Favors camp. Team Alpha Male. He's a dog. He's been in the UFC for like 15, 16 fights. Thirty two fights under him. That's gonna be a certified banger. Um, another fight. This fight got bumped, actually, I believe, because of the situation. Colby Covington – whoa, that was weird. Cody Garbrandt versus Brian Kelleher. This fight is hilarious, by the way, because Brian Kelleher's whole career is calling out guys he can't fight. And then, like, very occasionally one of the lesser guys that's like, he shouldn't fight him, but he will fight him and whoops his ass. And then he just keeps doing it. And Cody used to be one of those guys. He used to be one of the guys like, like, dude, I'm the champ or like, I'm the number one, like, like get out of here. And he's falling so hard that he's actually fighting him now. Um, and it sucks. I don't want to make fun of Cody. I love Cody. dude. I was a huge Cody fan. I still am a Cody fan, but it's like, dude, I, that's the biggest, like, I don't know what the fuck happened ever in the UFC, in my opinion. No, I'm not even kidding. For 25 minutes against Dominic Cruz, he was the greatest fighter on earth. Yeah, ever. Greatest fighter. And he was winning both TJ fights before he got knocked out too. And then just went, I don't know, dude. I don't, it's crazy. Cause it was funny because, like, there was a point where Sean, Sean was calling him out and he's like, bro, you're nothing. And now he's trying to call Sean out. That's crazy, bro. Yep. Evil world, man. Evil. Um, I do think Cody's the better fighter, but I'm going to be honest. I think Brian wins. I think Brian, he, Brian's not technical. He's ugly and he brawls. And that's like Cody's worst nightmare. And I think he's going to catch him. It's, it's, I love Cody, dude. He's just done. Like, he's done. He needs to go to the PFL. Like, go, go get a restart somewhere. Do you think there's any way he could perform to a level where you'd be like, all right, he, he still got it? Or like, he his can chin, still. It's his chin now, dude. His chin has been rocked a lot. Yeah. I feel like also, once you're. What was, what was the other thing to say? Also, it's his mind, dude. He, he, Talent-wise, he's the best. He's unbelievable. But his mind is so bad. He fights too, emo too emotional. And then when he tries to fight with no emotion, he's not as aggressive, and he gets picked apart. Like Rob Font picked him apart. 
Yeah, that's true. But anyways, uh, before we get to the main card, another shout out. Shout out Dustin Tacoby versus Alonzo Menafield. That's a great fight. Our feature prelim of the night. Now let's dive into why we're really here. Opening up the pay-per-view card. A featherweight matchup between Josh Emmett coming in at 18-4-0 plus 185 underdog. Facing Bryce Mitchell, minus 225, coming in at 16-2 on a two-weeks notice. Who is he replacing again? Are you sure this was a villain? Who was Bryce Mitchell supposed to fight? Who was Josh Emmett supposed to fight? Josh Emmett had a, a, another. Oh, this is upsetting to me so much. Oh, Giga Chikotsky? Yeah, I think that's who it was, right? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be Josh Emmett and Giga Chikotsky. Yeah, and, and then yeah. Giga. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, so Giga gets hurt. Two week notice, Bryce Mitchell takes it. Dog move. I believe this is Josh Emmett's retirement fight as well, if I'm not mistaken. Zach, I'm going to let you start off with this. What are we thinking about this fight? Was the what was Bryce Mitchell's last fight? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got. Did, did he not get mopped by support? No, no, he beat Danny Ige and uh, UD. Is unanimous decision? Oh yeah, because yeah, he did the whole like Bible preach. Yeah, he did the Bible thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did, he did. Regardless, though, I think people need to realize prior to running into Ilya Taporia, who by the way um, is about to fight for the title. I think people need to realize what kind of like hot streak this goes on. I believe he's like two of the three only like what was it twisters? Yeah, in the UFC history. In the UFC history. So this dude's jujitsu is top tier. I mean, he's an Arkansas boy. He's corn fed. He's a he's a nice conservative boy. I can tell you that. Dude, he um, is, he's been on a tear, dude. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven and one in his last eight. Yeah, dude is a problem. Dude is a problem. Um. Unfortunately, Josh Emmett is coming off, I believe, back-to-back losses. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not good. That's not good. It's hard to get back in that uh, winning way. It's hard to get back to your winning ways, um, especially against a guy like Bryce Mitchell. Good thing going for um, – oh, Josh Emmett, he kind of has nuclear bombs for hands. Yeah, he, likes to, he likes to throw nukes. So if Bryce can get caught by one of those, I'm afraid that may be the end of the fight. Unfortunately, if Bryce gets it to the ground, it may get a little ugly. Yeah, we, we saw Josh. There was so much hype train behind Josh Edmund, and then he got dismantled his last two fights. Yarier bodied him, and then Taporia put on a clinic. Um, <sighs> but, I mean, dude, who hasn't Taporia put a clinic on? He put a clinic on Bryce Mitchell, too. Oh yeah, no. I remember. I remember watching that because I was so high on Bryce. I'm like, bro, Bryce is gonna cruise. Like, no issue. And Taporia beat the shit out of him. And I was like, yeah. And you're I like, was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Patty Pimblet went from calling Taporia out to be like, yeah, we're good. And he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. No, no, smoke. no smoke. No, but dude, I don't think there's any division in the world quite like this one. Sorry. Um, because like I feel like when I watch other divisions, um, for example. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Islam, and all them. I feel like maybe not any given day, but like I feel like in fights they're kind of 50-50. But like with this division, oh, excuse me, in the featherweight division, Volk's clearly better than Yair. Yair's, I don't think Yair is better than Max. Max beat him. Yeah, so it's Yair, or sorry, 
Volk, Max, Yair, and then the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so clear, like who's better than who. Like it, it's not like you can go into a fight now and be like, oh yeah, um, Yair has a chance against Max. It's like, absolutely not. Max goes into fight, Volk, absolutely not. It's just like you know, you know who the definitive placements are in that division. But like if you it, literally when when Taporia was talking shit, Volk was like, please don't fight Max. Yeah. He, yeah, if you fight Max, I'm never going to fight you. Yeah. And, dude, I know what people are saying about Volk. They're saying, like, oh, you know, he's coming off back-to-back losses and Taporio is just, like, a weapon or whatever. I'm like, there's a reason why Volk is trying to save Taporio. Because he knows he can. Because, dude, what hasn't Volk seen from his division? He's seen the best of the best wrestling-wise. He's seen the best of the best with the strikers. Like, dude, you literally cannot beat him in his own weight. He got caught. He, he fought a short notice fight versus Islam and got caught, and he won the first one. Yeah. So, but let's give our prediction. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Even though it's short notice, I think I'm gonna go Bryce. I think that he is more technical. I think Josh Emmett's gonna rely on trying to knock him out too much, and Bryce's gonna win. Probably, maybe a boring fight, but he's gonna win. Yeah. Give me Bryce by sub. Sorry, Bryce by sub. Yeah, I could see that. Our next fight, oh, this one's gonna suck. Tony Ferguson coming in at 26, 9 and 0, plus 225 underdog, fighting Patty Pimblett. 20 and 20 wins, three losses, our minus 320 favorite. This is um, you know, my the other half of my my social media that hasn't been about Ian Gary has been about Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson did part of his fight camp with David Goggins. And it's basically just like a highlight reel of Tony throwing up a bunch of times. Um, so David Goggins is also supposed to be in his corner. So when there's like a dead moment in the fight, you're just going to hear, who's carrying the boats? And Tony's just going to turn into a machine. Um, Patty, on the other hand, it's weird because he kind of fell off out of nowhere. Like, he was this huge hype train for the UFC. Barstool was in him. Like, everybody was all in. Then he gets that weird decision with Jared Gordon, and it's just nothing. Yeah, you hear nothing. And it is it is weird. I know. I think he had surgery, if I'm not mistaken, also. Um, and, and then the thing is, like, he said it best. It doesn't make sense why he took this fight. It's a lose-lose. He beats Tony. Tony's washed. And he loses, he lost to Wash Tony. So I don't really understand why this fight got put together. The only reason it really makes sense to me is the UFC wants to baptize Tony, or they were like, let's just stack two guys who have huge followings together. That, that I can't really see, like, a, 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 because beating Tony doesn't move Patty in the rankings. Yeah. Honestly, the way that I see this going, I think this is just a Dana White move, and he typically does this to his older guys that I've noticed. I feel like he has conversations with them behind the door being like, hey, man, like, we don't want to fire you, but we want to, like, mutually agree to part ways, and we'll just, like, agree, like, you'll retire, like, that'll be it. And Tony's like, he's like, I still got more fights in me. And Dana knows he can't cut him. He knows in his mind, he's like, fuck, that'll look so bad if I cut this guy. Like, I really can't yeah, do he's that. Yeah, he's bringing too much money, too. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I can't cut him for what he's done for our company, like, Oh no! Who's like? Instead, I'm just gonna make him an absolute laughing stock. I was gonna get him killed, like actually killed. Yep. He's like he's just throwing him. He's just he's literally a sacrificial lamb to whoever he wants. He's like, all right, you'll just you'll just serve as like 
my like feet, like my goat sacrifice to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like that's all it is. Like that's the only way I see this fight getting made. And he just told Patty, he was like, hey, you're going to dominate this fight. It's going to look good for you regardless of how good Tony actually is. And you can just coast on to your next fight. No problem. And Patty was probably like, I'll do it. So get, obviously I don't even, oh my God. I don't even care anymore if Tony wins or loses. Like, bro, just hang him up. Like, I, I'm so sick of it. First of all, six wins in a title shot, brother. Um, I want Tony to win. If Tony wins, the MMA world will go nuts. But I don't see any. I think Tony wins the first round, and then, like, his, he gives every inch and ounce of his body left. Dude, dude, he looked good against Bobby Green, though. Yeah, he's going to he win against Bobby Green. He's going to win the first round. And then he's, and then it's going to be GG's. Yeah, maybe he's trying. By the way, can we talk about how active Bobby Green is as a fighter? He fought Tony, then he knocked out Grand Dawson, and they just fought Jalen Turner again. He's a, he's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. Um, he, that dude's a problem. I'm I think Patty. Here. I think Patty wins by decision. Yeah, I don't see him finishing him. Not a chance. I don't either. He's not a better grappler than Tony either. This is probably the most interesting matchup on the card. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I wonder if David Goggins, the whole training with uh, Patty was like some winter soldier shit, and he just gives him like a code word in the third round. And he controls him like a video game. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like real stealing it behind him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's bobbing and weaving. <laughs> Look, no, he's like, dogs even over there. He's like <laughs> holding a boat in the air. <laughs> Tony, Tony just starts doing a uh, long carries in between <laughs> rounds. They're like, they're like, what is Tony doing? They're like, he's carrying the logs. Oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like at Tony's age, that's just overtraining, personally. Yeah. Hey, hey, brother. I'm learning here. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Last. Going on to our feature fight at welterweight, we have Shavkat Rakamanov coming in at a minus 650, 17 and 0, perfect record. Mm. Fighting Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, 17 6 and 1, a plus 450, a former title challenger. Stephen Thompson said he's giving it one more last run for the title and then he'll call it quits. Shavkat has been avoided by literally everybody in the division except Jeff Neal. Shout him out. Um, he's training at uh, Killcliffe, Sanford, whatever you want to call it. Wonder Boys out somewhere in the uh, I don't I don't know exactly where Wonder Boys at. Somewhere in the Carolinas, maybe? I don't know. He's in but, America. Yeah, in America, brother. But this fight's interesting. It's very interesting. Because if you're a Stephen Thompson, you're at the end of your career, you stated you want one more run. Why do you take this man? Is does he see holes in his game? Now Shavka has been nothing but a murdering machine, which we agree on. But Jeff Neal showed holes in his game. He rocked him. He pieced him up a little, and he took him down and stopped his takedowns. So did, did Wonder Boy see that fight and was like, I think I can do what Jeff Neal did? Like, I don't understand why, if you're Wonder Boy, this is the guy you want to start your journey back. I think I think this is a risky move by Wonder Boy. But in, like, full disclosure here, I truly believe – Wonder Boy sees this as an opportunity to fast track his title run. Cause like against any other fighter, it would probably need to be like 
three, four more fights before he gets a title shot. He beats Hamzat or Hamzat. Shavkat. He, he beats Shavkat, excuse me. He immediately gets another top contender and then he's probably fighting for a title. That's three fights in a title fight versus like four and then a title fight. You know, you get what I'm saying? So like Tim, I think he understands how good of a fighter Shavkat is. There's a reason the hype trains on him, but like, you know, he's already kind of fought the other guys in the division. There really would be no like one to immediately schedule. But if he beats Shavkat, it's like, dude, he's got it. Like yeah. he's he's right there. Like we he, gotta respect it. He's put all his chips in. He's like, if this hits, it's gonna be big. But if it, if it's if we're done, we're done. Yep. And I I fully respect it. It that's way better. That's way better than what anyone else does. I promise. Like that is the best option. Well, time is not on his side. He can't wait four more fights to fight for a title. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, he'll, he'll deteriorate. He know he knows his body better than anyone, and he probably realizes like I got a year two a year or two tops, tops. Damn, I love Wonder Boy, but hey, man, they're getting old. Some of our thing is, bro, both these guys respect the shit out of each other, which I'm a big fan of too. Um, how do you think it goes? Obviously, I would want to root for Wonder Boy, and I'm not Wonder Boy and Tony retire back to back. If we see Josh Emmett to Tony. Steven Wonderboy back to back to back retire. Oh, dude, no, 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 dude. I I saw this thing on Twitter and it was someone talking about their nightmare scenario for UFC 296. In order, if this all happened, I probably would need to like call off work. If Bryce Mitchell gets starched, if Patty absolutely just dogs Tony in a boring decision. If Shavkat absolutely brutalizes Wonderboy, and um, if Colby gets like boring decisioned into a loss, like Leon wins from a boring decision, I will literally kill myself. I will be distraught. I'd be like, I cannot believe not imagine super- and imagine making it worse. Kelleher knocks out Cody and he retires too. Oh my god, that would be. Oh man, that'd be that'd be hard to watch. Yeah. Clocks on the stove, worst day of the year award. Uh this weekend. <laughs> yeah, Saturday if that happens. Yeah. Back to the fight. Who are you taking in this one? Dude, I gotta take Shopcom, man. He's what? It's just so much safer. Decision in every fight. Dude, he dominates. No, he, he finishes almost every fight. Yeah, he dominates, dude. He dominates. Like he's just He's a problem in all aspects of his game. Now, some of his some parts of his game could use some work because, like, I feel like the higher he gets in this division, he's going to see better strikers than him naturally. But his ground game and clinch work is like top of the line, dude. Like that dude puts a beating on so many people. Yeah, he. Uh, Steve, Wonder Boy's got to starch him. That's I, the only shot he has is to clean his clock. I think I'll cry tears of joy if um, Wonder Boy knocks him out with like a roundhouse Maybe or a reverse, or like a reverse heel kick. Yeah, something crazy. He pulls out the Luke Rockhold and tornado kicks him in the face. Yeah, it's just safer to say Shavkat, dude. I, I don't know if he finishes Wonder Boy because Wonder Boy is super hard to finish. Um, I, think I think he taps him. I think he taps him. I don't know, dude. Tom, Steven's only been – he's only been finished I think once, and it was by Anthony Pettis. I, I think he gets I think he gets submitted. Unfortunately. 
Uh, it's gonna be heartbreaking. But let's get to the two big fights. Our co-main event: flyweight world title on the line between Alexander Pantoja, twenty-six five and zero, our champion. Just took the belt from a split decision against Brandon Moreno. Had one of the hardest post-fight speeches ever. Like, do you know me now, Dad? You love me now, Dad? Because Dad left him when he was a kid, and I was the champion of the world. That's hard. He's fighting. Uh, he's coming at a minus one ninety, fighting the our uh, underdog coming at a one sixty. Brandon Roval, Roval, whatever the fuck you want to say. He's fifteen six and zero. He's on a little tear recently as well. This fight is interesting because I don't know too much about these guys. I know Pantoja has been on a little tear. His only loss was Askarov. Um, and Roval, I've watched him fight a couple times, but I don't have like a huge background on him. But I do know his last two losses were Pantoja and Brandon Moreno. So, um, but he's on a three-fight win streak. He, you know, got two finishes and beat Matt Chanel, which is a good win as well. Um, it's just, I don't know too much about these guys' game. I'm not going to lie. The, I feel like the flyweight division was really carried by uh, Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, and Kai Carr France for a little bit, and, and, and Askarov. So, I don't really have too much knowledge. I know Pantoja already has the win over him, and he's a vet. So, if I had to give a pick, I'm going to go with the champion just because I've seen, I, I'm more familiar with his game. But either way, these guys are both super scrappy and have super good endurance. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a banger of a fight. But I think Pantoja edges it out. Uh dude, I feel like my biggest problem with the flyweight division is they don't have any like solidified stars that are like as renowned in the UFC community. I feel like they would have benefited a little bit more if they had more of a title run. Like a guy that went on runs, but the fact that they like they didn't let go of Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, yeah, honestly. But the problem, dude, the problem is, is like DJ would have absolutely just ran through that division for so. I mean, him and Henry probably would have gone back to back a lot. No, Henry was done. He went up right away. He didn't want to fight at twenty five anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, ah, dude, like. Honestly, Demetrius Johnson would have made it so boring that no one would have watched it. Like it would have been like DJ's just gonna absolutely. Dude, it's it. so hard because you like, because like for a martial like a true martial arts fan, you're like, dude, like this is awesome. But like to everyone else, like this guy sucks to watch. He beats everybody. Yeah. No. When you are at the peak of your sport, your fights look boring. Your fights look boring. Like the only reason wild exchanges happen and like shit you can't predict and like exciting is because someone made a mistake. If you fight perfect, you take no damage and you yeah. and you literally finish the person in front of you. That is perfect fighting. You train because you know you're going to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like with DJ, like when he landed a flying arm bar in a fight and they called it the mousetrap, like game over. That yeah, should have been game, like, that should have been game over right there. They should have been like, we're never signing this guy to another fight again because no one will watch. Yeah, we're just, we gonna do, pay him we're just gonna pay him money to be champ. Yeah, it's just san- it's sanctioned bullying for what he does to fighters. He had to go to a league where they were like, Yeah, you can knee a guy in the face when he's on the floor. He got caught. He got caught. And the UFC, Mariah's would have been suspended. Yeah. So Mariah's honestly, a dog, though. He is a dog. Oh, 100 percent But it like by UFC rules, Demetrius Johnson would never lose. Never. Never ever. That's just my opinion. But who do you have winning this fight? Um, 
for the sake of um, some sanity in the division, I I want to go for Pantoa. However, if we just want full chaos, I feel like they should just go in order of everyone getting the belt. Like if everyone has the belt, yeah, maybe maybe honestly, it's just the opposite of the featherweight division, and that's why I don't like it. It's like actually, literally, everyone can beat yeah, everyone. Everyone, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we don't know who the obviously. yeah they do not have a solidified like hammer in their way. Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all, and that's bad. You everyone needs a hammer. You think the UFC doesn't like that too? Like they want to they want to face the weight class. <sighs> yes and no, because if you have too many faces, that doesn't work. That doesn't. Yeah, work. They don't have like our flyweight champion. Like they have Pentoa, which is cool, but he just got it. Yeah, but I like honestly, I. It's kind of hard to identify like the drawbacks from it. Like, I guess you do need a face of every division, but the problem is, is like if you have a clear and solidified face of every division, there's no like, there's no like watching with the intent of like, oh, we're gonna have a new champ. It's like, no, we know who the champs are every time. The champs never change. It'll yeah, be like I this. feel like I feel like the superstar is what makes the money. Everyone can't be a superstar. Well, what did, what did um. What did Sinestro say in the Invincibles? He goes, "If everyone's super, then no one's super." Yeah. No. Where did you got- pull that out of nowhere? <laughs> my dog, you got me monologuing. <laughs> oh man! But let's get to the real reason we are here: the UFC Welterweight Championship of the World. Leon Rocky Edwards, which is so weird to me because Rocky's literally American. Twenty-one, three and zero, the welterweight champion of the world, fighting out of the UK. He's the favorite, which is shocking to me, at minus 160. He's fighting the biggest villain in the fight game, Colby. Does he have a nickname? Colby. Colby Chaos Covington. Colby Chaos Covington. Triple C. He is the 17-3-0, plus 135. Sometimes I'm a Colby fan. Sometimes I'm not. The way he fights, big fan. He just drowns you with volume. Huge fan. Like, that's how I want to fight. But it's so hard to back a guy that says the stuff he says. And, and listen, I understand that technically everything's fine in the fight game. Because, like, yeah, he's saying mean words that suck. But at the end of the day, he's going to get locked into a cage and try to kill you. That's a lot worse. But at the same time, I'm also a big believer in being who you are. And that's, like, why I was such a Cowboy fan, such a George St. Pierre fan. The guys like Max Holloway's, like, they're just who they are. And that's what made them big. But I also understand that the UFC made Colby Colby. You know, they they basically did that to him. It's just it, it, he makes it really hard to like him. And I know I, I know a lot of guys have trained with him. I know a lot of people have met him, and he's the, the dopest guy in the world. But that's just that's just how it is. Leon, on the other hand, someone I used to hate. I used to not like Leon at all, and he has done nothing but grown on me, dude. You know, the the comeback fight against Usman, beating Usman the second time, which should have been a draw because he got a point deducted. Um and his whole story back, like, he is awesome. He's a super humble guy, super nice guy. Supposedly knocked out Ian Gary at fight camp. Yeah. Um, it's really, really hard because you already know that whole arena is going to be for Colby. That every person in T-Mobile arena is going to be for Colby Covington. So he's going to be fighting in, in dark waters. I'm going to let you talk before I get my pick. Look, my only issue with Colby is, like, before he blew up, like, he was about to get cut by the UFC. And how he acted back then 
just isn't how he acts now. Like it's so obvious. It's a media like personality. The only problem is I think he's fully come to accept that there are consequences with this personality that he carries. So I feel like he's aware of that. But I was talking to you uh, the other day about this earlier, like the way he fights, like, isn't what I would imagine a guy like his media personality fights. Like, I feel like he kind of be like a cheap, do whatever it takes to win. But like, no, when he fought Usman, he didn't even try to wrestle. He did not even try to wrestle. He was like, we're going to stand in the middle of the ring for five rounds and we're just going to throw hands. He did get a takedown in the second fight. They didn't call, but it was 1000% a takedown. Yeah, 100%. But they had to keep that. Usman's yeah. There. Yeah, and then Liam from his fucking back. Yeah. In college, you're yelling, too. But yeah. regardless, um, look, honestly, I think ever since Leon became champ, he got a little chip on his shoulder, and I got to respect it. Like, you're the champ. You can kind of carry yourself how you want. I just don't personally like it that much. Whereas Colby, like, I feel like this is one of the fights that, I probably heard the least out of him leading up to the media day. Like he was very, like, he wasn't as active on social media. Like, I feel like in his mind, because, like, when he was talking shit to Usman, it was like, a, all right, like, like, it's about a 50 50 fight. Like, hey, man, when I'm in, like, I'll just try to get in his head. But when he's fighting this upcoming bout, I feel like he knows in his mind, he's like, I just need to do what I have to do and I'll be champion. So he's not really worried about all the excess shit I right now. I feel like this card as a whole was not promoted well at all. Like, I didn't even know it was this weekend until I texted you on Monday about what we, what, what we were going to do for our pod. Yeah. I feel like it was not promoted well at all. I do agree with you, too. Colby's been a little more silent than usual. Um, But, yeah, like I said, overall, the only really things I've been hearing about this card was the Tony and, and Goggins and um and Colby – and not Colby and, – and Ian Gary. So, like, this card as a whole, huh, I feel like hasn't been um promoted well. Also, Usman didn't give a shit about the shit talking Colby does. It's getting to Leon. And we saw that tonight in the presser. Leon threw the water bottle at him. And I know it sounds stupid to say that means something. And it's like that it's not the act of him throwing the water bottle, it's the act of him responding to the roast. Yeah. And you see Colby smile. He's like, because he knows. That's bad. You cannot fight emotional. Look what happened to Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo was 1,000% a better fighter than Conor McGregor when they fought. I'll, I'll everyone, everyone and their mother had Jose Aldo. I'll down. die. I'll die on that grave. But he got in his head. Jose Aldo hadn't lost a fight, what? Like five. in like eight or nine years. There was like 12, it was like 11 years and he got knocked out in 12 seconds. 13. But yeah, 12 years of never losing a fight. And this man literally goes into your own home, severely shit talks to you. And baptizes you in 13 seconds. And everyone thought you were going to win. And you just got you got too aggressive. Caught your ass. Good night. But it, that that's... All right, so let's get to this prediction. Cause this is, I just keep bouncing back and forth. I see this fight going two ways. And then I'll let you say what you think. And then I'll give what I, which way I think it's going to go. Um, I don't know which way is more likely. I'm just going to see, see it two ways. I think Leon goes out there. Colby gets shut down, is wrestling in the first round. It frustrates him, and then Leon picks him apart and maybe even finishes him. That's what I see. Because Colby cannot stand a strike. Colby needs the volume. He needs the, the the tidal wave of pressure. Or I see the volume drowning Leon, and Colby just, just smothers him. So I think I think the first round is going to be the most important round of the whole fight. I think we're going to see if Colby has his way with him, or if, if he shuts down two or three Colby's shots and then gets in Colby's head, and he's like, 
shit, dude, like, I, I don't know what to do now. He slowly picks him apart from the outside. Yeah, I don't know why, but I have a very weird, weird feeling that Colby is going to win via TKO, in my opinion. Colby doesn't finish people, bro. I, I know. I can't name one person Colby's finished. I, I, I'm aware, but the only thing that keeps playing back in my head is Nate Diaz rocking Leon. Yeah. Only thing that's the only thing I've seen. Like, dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's very weird, but like any points at him, bro. That shit was so cold. Yeah. And oh my god, I I could just see a similar instance because, like, especially with how like probably emotional that Leon's gonna be coming into this fight, bro. Like, you try to fight with that rage, like you just need to get caught like one time, and it it's over, man. Do we know who the referee for these fights are gonna be yet? Like, do we know who's refing what? I know, I know Herb Dean's going to be there. Hold on. Um, UFC. They have that announced already this, this far out? I, I believe so. <sighs> they're not judges. They're what, refs? Main event will be Sal D'Amato, Derek Clearly, and Chris Lee. As for co-main event, where Alexander Pantoa takes on Brandon O'Donnell. Oh, wait. Oh, Mark Goddard. So, if he dies, he dies. You think Mark Goddard lets it go? I don't know. I had Keith No Nonsense Peterson. That was pretty cool. That was the most random thing (laughs) in the entire world. And I call you. I'm like, dude, Keith Peterson's refing my fight. I cornered your fight. So (laughs) It was a weird whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm trying to find who the judges will. Herb Dean. Herb Dean will be the main event. Herb, Herb, hey, that man's fought, you know. That man's yeah, been, that man's, man's gangster. That man's been through it. Oh God! But but if I had, a, if I had a gun in my head and I had to pick, I think Colby. Colby. The, the easy answer is Colby, but dude, Leon, man. Colby. I'm gonna say if I had a gun to my head, I'd put my money on Colby. Colby. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I it's the American in me. But Leon, yeah. <laughs> dude, if Sean Strickland, Sugar Sean, and Colby all became champ in 2023, oh, it'll be. If that happens, Colby. Donald Trump's winning presidency. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shot. Donald Trump with the Infinity Stones. <laughs> We're done. Shane Gillis is the best comic. It's over. <laughs> We got them all, boys. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! The fifth Infinity Stone. Alabama wins a national championship. It's officially, it's officially the most redneck. It's DT's year, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. But yeah. Zach, your uh, your final prediction: saying Colby TKO. That's ballsy. I mean, gun to my head, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Colby gets it done. I don't care about. But I'm just saying, like. I'm having visions, like the guy in the car that's like John, Donald Trump, and you can hear us, please. <laughs> Colby Covington, if you can hear this, please. Knockout, Rocky. By the way, by the way, by the way, I feel like I have to address this. Um, I know I dunk on the city of Philadelphia a lot, um, and I'm going to again. You have a statue in your city of a fictional character that yeah. is the only likable part about your city. <laughs> why 
a fictional character. If I if if imagine you pulled up to Notre Dame's campus and Rudy was a statue. Rudy was real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I have a better one. I have a better one. Imagine like the school that like supposedly remember the Titans takes place of. There's just a statue of Denzel Washington with an afro <laughs> just out front. Rudy is real. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Well, before we wrap it up, Zach, what do you want to do our draft on? Hmm. What do I want to do our draft on? Um, recent drafts I did with my homies. We did states to live in. Um, I though that's, that's yeah. we also did um cartoon shows. Any sports related ones? Can we think about the top of our head? Uh, Excuse you. Thank you. I can't you put me on the spot. Yeah, I know. Um draft. Um How about athletes we've hated the most growing up? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I I could easily do a top five athletes I hate, one hundred percent. Yeah, I could too. One hundred percent. You okay, do yeah. that? Yeah. All right. I just got to think who would be number one. Yeah. Who is my clear like when I grew up? I was like I hate this guy. Can it be athlete or coach? Yes. Let's just say sports figure. Most hated. All right. My number one most hated sports figures are Meyer. Okay. Meyer. As a kid, I never wanted to watch anyone lose more than I wanted Meyer to lose every single time he ever played. Ever coached. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my number one. My opinion of him has changed over time. But growing up, I hated Alex Rodriguez for really, life. Because really. watching him grow up on the Yankees, I mean, dude, he was, first of all, he's a god. And he's yeah. hitting bombs against my favorite team. And he would just always be like the douchebag of the league. But had such a good post-career. I Honestly, Jeter is up there. But I feel like I like I respected Jeter a lot more. And then I hated him more post-career. Yeah. But A-Rod, A-Rod growing up, like I was like, dude, I can't stand you. I could not stand him. I'm trying to think of like teams I hated. I hated um Ayers and Silva so much because I I thought George St. Pierre was the goat and I was such a George St. Pierre like fanboy that I couldn't stand. So I wanted to lose every single fight. I'd watch every one of his fights just hoping you'd lose. And I thought Chael had it. I thought Chael had it, bro. Ah. Uh. Anderson was a goat, though. Yeah, he was a goat for sure. But I didn't, I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid because I only wanted George St. Pierre. Yeah, I'm gonna try to switch my tune more because I think it's harder to think of guys I hated growing up because I feel like I've grown to hate. Yeah, a lot. exactly. Because I used to not like Cam Newton and John Jones, and as I got older, I mean, I'm talking about John Jones as an athlete, of course. Yes. But, um, I, I, I've started to like them more as I grow up. Okay. 
Um, my number two right now, he's jumped up to my number two recently. Um, he, I actually used to like him growing up a lot, but now I just can't stand his guts. Um, Kirk Herbstreit, without a yeah. doubt. Well, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to follow you up with an immediate follow-up, and I'd actually put this guy at my number two now. I only said Anderson Solo because that's what came to my mind. Paul Feinbaum. He actually might be my number one. He he might be my number one. Who Who is your number one again? Uh, Urban Meyer. But I honestly, I think it might be Paul Feinbaum as an emotional hate. So we have Urban Meyer, Anderson Silva, and Paul Paul Finnebaum. <laughs> Dude, I feel like there's a big one I can't think of right now. And then for me, I have sorry, I'm trying to get these down on our notes. So apologize for our audio listeners who just see me like having a brain fart. My number one, my number one was why can't I think of my number one? Your number one was Alex Rodriguez. Yes, it was Alex Rodriguez. Um, and your number two is Kirk Herb Street, and now you're on number three right now. Yeah. Um I just had my third and it just escaped me. Holy shit. It's a big one I can't remember right now. That's yeah, I know. I literally just had it when I was thinking about these. Damn. Dude, I was just I literally just had it. And now I can't think of it. Oh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Oh, that makes sense. You're a Patriots fan, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched him. First of all, I literally, I ever since I saw this, I believe it to be 100% factual and I can't get out of my mind. I think Eli Manning was quite literally too stupid to understand the magnitude of the game situations he was in. That was the only way he was able to win those games. He was physically too stupid. Yeah, he didn't think about it. He just was like, oh. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm playing uh, 17-0, most dominant football team of all time. Uh, I'm just going to win the game. That's how that's how it is like some kids I wrestle, bro. Like them being dumb makes them better at wrestling. Cause they don't get super nervous. They don't really think about what they're doing. They kind of just like go out there and just do the motions. It's empty. It's empty. You can't get a read on them. They're just there's no thought. Yeah, like you can't Colby Covington because they're just like, okay. Yeah. Like I feel like Shavkot has that look in his eyes. Like Shavkot's always just like <laughs> He's like, I just want to fight people, man. Like, what do you think about armbar? <laughs> He said his favorite animal is a horse, and his favorite animal to eat is a horse. <laughs> yes. Horse tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on, let's do this. It's really <laughs> upsetting me. I can't think of more because like, I'm such a hater. <laughs> we are. Give me, give me at number four. Give me Michigan athletics. Just give me, give me, give me at least a figure. Give me, a, give me a figure of Michigan. Give me JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy. Give me JJ right. McCarthy. JJ McCarthy will be the trophy, um, for the clocks on the stove doucher of the year award. Here's <laughs> JJ McCarthy. <laughs> um, my number four: Alex Rodriguez, Kirk Herbstreit, Eli Manning. God, who do I? physically hate in sports like who just hits because the problem is is i'm trying to think of guys i don't respect that i hate but the problem is i like there's a lot of guys that i hate to love and i love to hate 
there's a lot of guys that I hated when I was a kid, and as I got older, I understood why, like, why they did what they did or why they were with how they were. Yeah. Like me loving Pereira doesn't I got make one. I got one. Me loving Pereira doesn't make me an Izzy hater, but I feel like people always say I'm an Izzy hater. But I'm like, dude, I respect the shit out of Izzy. Um, oh, no, I'm gonna lose it. My my number four right now is probably gonna be Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> I could put Khabib on my team, honestly. I'm like, I respect the shit out of the dude, but just for the fact that he beat McGregor, like, that hurt me so much. Like, if he didn't exist, the lightweight division would have been so lit. It would have just been McGregor fighting Chandler and Dustin and Gaethje. Like, that whole run would have been lit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he just had to ruin it. He just had to ruin it. My number five is we're five right now. I'm going Marcus Mariota. You're going Marcus Mariota. Yeah, when he was at Oregon, I fucking hated him. Yeah, that's that that's factual. That is actually factual. Cannot cannot deny you one bit on that at all. Actually, that's that's super factual. I hated I hated Marcus him. Mariota. How he won the Heisman over Melvin Gordon and Christian McCaffrey makes no sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. A player that I grew to hate. Oh my god! I'm trying to think. There's like another big one. I can't. Remember. Yeah, there's like I feel like there's I'm like missing. two. There's like two that I, I remember like just like never wanting to talk to in the rest of my life, and I cannot get them in my noggin. Oh, oh, Rob Manfred. <laughs> Rob Manford. Rob Manford. That sounds so familiar. Commissioner of the MLB. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, my honorable mention is Draymond Green. Really? I can't stand him. Really? I can't stand him. Oh, honestly, my honorable mention would probably be Steph Curry. I could not. I could not. No way. I could. Look, he has done nothing wrong for me to hate against him. Done absolutely nothing. But I knew I was a hater. Like, I knew I was a hater the day the, like, news broke of, like, him and Aisha, like, having tr- trouble. Like, I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. It's kind of like the people that, like, hated on Jalen Hurts. They're like, they're like, oh, fuck this attractive motherfucker. Like, be like, what the fuck am I supposed to think? Like, my, like, I feel like my hatred was in the same way. Like, it was more like envy and jealousy. And I was like, I just need something to say bad about this guy. But there's nothing. Yeah, it's mean. It's a like, I know how people feel about Colby because they're waiting for something. They're like, at least they can call out, like, his comments. and be like, oh, he's a piece of shit human, yada, yada. But, like, for Jalen Hurts or Steph Curry, there's nothing. Nothing, yeah. They're, they're just, like, they're just super confident when they play. Like, I don't personally like the way they, like, shut off in their career. But, like, at the same time, I feel like the only reason I didn't like it as much was because they were winning so often. Like, when Steph Curry was, like, winning rings with KD, I was like, this is so unfair. Like, I feel like God needs to come, like, intervene. Like in drastic ways. Yeah, I know what you mean, bro. I hated the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, couldn't stand it. When LeBron came back three one, that submitted me as like. The I mean, big... they they definitely rigged it for that to happen. I'm a huge believer in that. Nah, yeah, you, can't rig... you can rig refing. You it can suspended Draymond Green for a game. Yeah, it, it was all weirdly put together. Uh, all I'm saying is. I feel like the only way you can actually impact games is through refereeing them, trying to regulate them. Like, I feel like certain flags get thrown in the NFL. And I feel like, I mean, it was called out in the NBA back um, when the Kings played the Lakers. Because I believe the Lakers went to a line, like, 
a record setting amount of times in like game six of the playoffs so that the Lakers could advance. I'm pretty sure you can double check me on this, but I'm like almost 99% sure. So they already got caught for that. So I feel, I feel like the NBA doesn't try as much, but they definitely like that. I feel like there's definitely games where you'd notice it more. Like they're calling more travelings. Like they're calling turning flagrant ones and flagrant twos. Like they're trying to get in there, fix some scores a little bit, but they don't, they don't directly tell the players like, dude, if there was a script or if it was rigged, you're telling me Antonio Brown would not have come out and said something by now. The dude has put his own penis on the internet. Like, let's get real. Let's get real. And you haven't? No, all I'm saying is Chandler Jones thinks Larry Fitzgerald is trapped inside his, inside his dog. And you're telling me that man didn't leak a script? Yeah. That man didn't leak a script. <laughs> Zach, any final words for we go to bed? Final words. Um, lose weight for anyone watching. Um, I feel like a lot of times growing up, we've been taught too much to love one another. I think we need to bring back a little bullying, and I think I need to be an advocate for that. So I'm going to start by bullying. Um, I'm not going to call them fat people. You may or may not be fat, but uh, lose some weight, Tubby. Yeah, especially people that that aren't like they weren't like born big people that are only big because they don't do shit that's my biggest pet peeve yeah or or some people are born big like like genetically yeah or the people out there that did a lot of athletics in high school and it kept them in shape and now they're just kind of like not working as hard anymore i'll admit i was one of those people but i've been in the gym as of late yeah but you have the lots build Yes, but I cannot let the Watts jeans carry me. Yeah, you can't. It's good in your 20s and 30s. Once you hit 40, it, it's hard to fight. Yeah. Beanies and weenies ain't a steady yeah. diet. Yeah. <laughs> UFC 296. Yeah.